Welcome to the 7 Figure Box Podcast. My name is Andrew Frezza, and today we are going to be covering uh, what I feel is the best and least consuming, least time-consuming tool for developing your coaches. So we've tried a lot of different coaches development tools and drills over the years, and a few have really stuck for our business, but this is by far my favorite. Um, and in my opinion, it requires the least amount of time for me as the owner, head coach, um, especially as it relates to developing our entire team. Our staff is now um, over 10 coaches, and I love working with them one-on-one, um, but this is a chance for me to kind of scale that coach's development. Um, and I also believe that this this tool that we do, this drill that we do, um, has led to the greatest improvements on the floor by a huge margin, actually. So here's how it works. Um, every week, we require that all of our coaches participate in at least one class at our gym. Many of our coaches do more, um, and actually when we hire now, we look for coaches that are going to do classes every single day at our gym, Um, but with our current staff, we make sure that they get into a class at least once per week. Then at our weekly coaches meeting, every coach must share at least one specific thing that they loved about the class they took, and at least one specific thing that they thought could be improved. So typically this will lead into short group discussions or tangents on how we can improve that thing, that critique the next time around. And we'll just do this, we'll go around the group, we'll, we'll kind of go in a circle and go one by one and run through the list. So why does this work so great? The fir- first thing is that it ensures that your coaches are getting into classes every week. I'm going to discuss this in other posts and podcasts about why I believe this is so important, but essentially this is a way to keep them accountable to getting into classes without having to babysit them into doing so. You're going to know very quickly based on the quality and level of feedback that they provide in these meetings, whether or not they attended classes regularly, and it's just an easy way for you to kind of keep them accountable. Secondly, um, each of your coaches now get to wear the coach's development hat themselves. So rather than just being on the coaching side or the athlete side, they actually get to put themselves in the shoes of the head coach or the owner and see what it's like to look at a class from more of an aerial view. And and how does another coach's performance relate to their performance and the team as a whole? And by having to critique and teach someone else how to improve their craft, they in turn will become better at the craft themselves. Um, it's been said that the best way to learn is to teach, and I, I truly believe that. And we've seen a lot of progress amongst our coaches from them having to teach each other how to be better coaches. The third point is that your staff will begin developing as a team rather than a group of individuals. Coaches will begin to look for positive traits in their other coaches and they'll actually begin to adopt them into their own coaching style. Um, So you can provide a great tip or improvement to one coach in this meeting format and all of your coaches can benefit from it. Whereas if you were to do that in a one-on-one setting, you you could be providing great tips all the time but usually it's only the coach that you're talking to in that moment that can benefit from it. So now you have a chance to share your feedback with the team as a whole and to do it based on real life, recent situations rather than just theory. Um, So this becomes really cool because instead of having one or two all-star coaches that stand out and actually those coaches can sometimes like contradict or even hurt the rest of your team, you now have a consistent message across all your classes because you guys are troubleshooting together as a team. And your 6 p.m. class can look and sound just as great as your 8 a.m. class 
and have that consistency throughout the day. So this is a way for your best coaches to kind of bring your other coaches up and that rising tide will definitely raise all the ships. Uh, fourth thing is that sharing and accepting constructive criticism will become a part of your culture. So one of the things that we talk a lot about in our gym is no gossip. And really the key for not gossiping is that when you have a critique or you have a negative thing to say about something, you either keep it to yourself and don't say it at all, or you share it with the person that you have that negative thing with. So this is going to help your coaches get over the hump of starting to have those difficult and uncomfortable conversations and not holding on to negative information or potentially sharing it with people that are not involved and spreading gossip. So negative things that maybe went unsaid before now have a chance to be openly discussed and given a solution. And this really diminishes the chance for gossip to spread amongst your community. So one of the things that we look for in all of our coaches is the ability to be humble and the ability to share and accept negative feedback practically kind of defines what this means to be humble. Um, so much so that, that I believe if you begin doing this exercise in all of your meetings, you will quickly weed out any of the coaches who aren't humble, humble and your team will be better off for it. Another thing to note is that when, whether you are humble or not, this exercise doesn't usually feel good when you're going through it. I was actually recently reading a book called The Culture Code, which by the way is a must read for any of the owners out there and should be the next book that you pick up. But in the book, they talk about how the Navy SEALs do something very similar to this exercise that I'm describing. Um, and the SEALs, they call it an after action review or AAR. And it's a chance for them to gather and discuss a mission or a training session. And they do it immediately after those, those missions or training sessions take place. And even the SEALs talk about how raw and painful these discussions can feel at times. And that there are times when um, people can even get close to fist fighting. But they also talk about how these are the most important things that they do and that their teams wouldn't be the same without them. So luckily for us and our team, um, it's never gotten so heated where people have been close to fighting. But the point is that these discussions may not feel good as you're going through them. But if you've, ever been, if you've ever been a part of a successful team, whether it be in school, in sports, or in business, you probably know that great teams need some conflict to thrive. So this is a way to kind of build it in systematically in an open forum so these issues don't get suppressed and then bubble up and implode in other ways. So the last sort of benefit that I'll share is that really from an owner's standpoint, this exercise will save you time. You know, coaches development is one of the most important areas of your business, but you know, it happens to me as well. There's times where you will get busy with other things and you won't be able to invest as much time in a coach's development as you want to. So this is a way to ensure that your staff is still developing and improving no matter how busy you get in other areas of the business. And it's that great like minimum effective dose for coaches development. Um, one thing to note though is that this exercise does have its hiccups. So I wanna cover a few things to look out for um, so you can troubleshoot it and make it even better. The first thing is that if you're going to start implementing this into your meetings, First, give your coaches notice a week in advance and be specific with what you expect of them. Um, ask them to definitely attend a class, ask them to be prepared and to write down a few bullet points for what they want to share. Um, when starting this exercise out, we tend to hear a lot of 
like vague generalizations such as like that was a great class it was a fun class I liked or enjoyed the workout the class was well run I enjoyed the warm-up etc so essentially people are saying a lot but they're not really saying anything at all so it takes a little while for people to get to the point and make sure as you, you as the owner dig in and ask your staff specifically what they liked and disliked um, so don't get them let them get away with saying like it was a good warm-up um, start to dig in ask them like what did you love about the warm-up did you love a specific movement did you love the way it was explained did you love the way it was staged or how it flowed from one movement to the next the, the magic really is in that specificity because that's where the actionable changes and improvements can happen and if needed I would recommend setting a time limit you can do like a two-minute AMRAP per coach and this will keep things moving efficiently and force people to get to the point faster and um, you know this happens even though we've done this several times in our meetings our coaches can still fall back into this pattern from time to time and I really think it's a lack of preparation so if I notice a week or two has gone by and the feedback is starting to get general again then I will actually make our coaches bring detailed notes with them to the next meeting the second tip that I have is to always work towards a solution rather than dwelling on the issue and also make sure that you have defined the real problem at hand and aim to solve that rather than just focusing on the symptoms so one example that happened recently for us is we had one of our coaches come to the meeting and basically just say like the ADM class is weird right now um, he said like I'm getting a weird vibe from them I don't really know why or what to do about it etc so it took a lot of digging from us the rest of the group to realize that there were three main issues that were contributing to this weird feeling that the coach was getting the first was that we had a few people that were consistently showing up late to class the second thing was we had an influx of new faces in class so most people didn't really know each other by name and the third thing was that there were a few people that were getting distracted or talking or not paying attention when the warm-up and workout were being explained so it was resulting in this really clunky class flow. So once we were able to define these issues more clearly, then we were able to try out a few solutions and we found that the atmosphere quickly improved in that class. Um, but I followed up with the coach separately that brought this to the table and just let him know that I appreciated him bringing the issue up, but that next time I'd really want for him to to just more clearly define the problem and also do some legwork to figuring out potential solutions. Because otherwise what can happen is that these discussions can border on being just group venting sessions or gossip sessions about the members and that's the opposite environment that we're trying to create. The last point I'll make is that you as the owner or head coach uh, need to lead by example with this. First off, you need to be taking way more than one class per week and you should really be in your classes almost every single day. Um, you need to be coming in prepared and have your close uh, your class notes written down on an actual sheet of paper not just on your phone so you can have your phone away the entire meeting and you have to be open to criticism especially if you ex expect your other coaches to be and this may even mean swallowing your tongue and accepting something that you don't fully agree with um, if it comes down to it and, and there's something that you very adamantly disagree with then I would stand your ground but use your core values to support why you're standing your ground. Don't just be defensive about it for no reason. Um, and ultimately, you want to be listening more than you're talking. Let your coaches 
like truly have the floor when it's their turn and let them try to figure out solutions among themselves before jumping in. If you feel like they're coming to the wrong conclusions, um, then you can definitely step in and that's one of the reasons why it's so important to have clearly defined and posted core values because these can serve as a guiding light for any disagreements. Um, I also like to see you as the owner focus way more on being positive than negative. So while we ask our coaches to share one specific thing they love and one specific thing they thought can be improved, I would encourage you personally to share two to three positives for every criticism that you share. Um, this also has a kind of side benefit of opening your eyes as an owner to more of the positive things that are happening around you instead of always dwelling on the negative, which a lot of us tend to do as entrepreneurs and business owners. Um, so that's it, guys. That's everything you need to know to make this a successful coach's development tool. Um, I really hope you guys find this to be helpful, and I hope it, uh, it's as successful with your team um, as it has been with ours.